This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about the federal election now and the rollout of the detailed party platforms. Yesterday, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau unveiled the Liberal Party platform $57 billion over four years. I'm telling you. The money taps are wide open here. Lots of spending here in this Liberal Party platform. You got across the board tax cuts. A lot of people like to hear about that. Increased money for university and college student grants. Uh, Trudeau says he wants to lower your cell phone bill by 25%. Not sure how he's going to pull that off. $2,000 grant so families can go camping. What a different tune this guy is singing from a a few years ago take a look at the deficit now where the deficit in this country is going to go under this plan 27.4 billion dollar deficit next year wow 27 billion it was only 14 billion just last year so 27 billion yeah billions and billions of dollars just massive deficits here over many many years to pay for this stuff remember what he said In the last election, if you go back to 2015, here's what Trudeau said about balancing the budget. I am looking straight at Canadians and being honest the way I always have. We said we are committed to balanced budgets, and we are. We will balance that budget in 2019. Not quite. Not quite. We're not even close. You're going to go to a $27 billion deficit. This is the year he said he would balance the budget. Going in the wrong direction here. So here's a guy who said he would balance the budget in 2019. Instead, he's giving out grants so families can go camping. Let's check in with Chris Sims now, BC Director, Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Get her take on it. Hi, Chris. Hi, Mike. What do you think of this platform? It's staggering. Um, The amount of overspending that they're now promising, like out loud, openly with their faces, is just shocking. Um, and I'm glad you played that clip because I know a lot of people uh, really do take fiscal management seriously. Uh, we know that previous liberal leaders and previous liberal prime ministers have done so. Uh, prime Minister Paul Martin uh, was famous right. for going after the deficit when he was finance minister. The CTF actually gave him an award for doing so. Um, and to see this now, to have somebody campaigning like this, promising to just run up the credit card bills for everybody is really, really concerning. Guys, we, we know that we like stuff. We know that <laughs> saying making nice announcements in your canoe is, is fun, but people need to pay for that. And our, our kids are going to pay for it, or we're going to pay for it when we're older. Like, they, they can't keep doing this. And to give you an idea of how much money this is, So based on the four-year fiscal plan, like you just heard with the clip, now that we're at 2019 and they haven't balanced their budget, they've blown through the fiscal plan they campaigned on last time by $50 billion. To give you an idea of what that (laughs) is, that's 26 St. Paul's hospitals. That's 53,000 teachers being paid for 20 years. That's how much they've blown it by. Yeah, it's amazing to go back to that clip from four years ago and just remind people about what Trudeau said. And I'm going to play it again here because 
if you just listen carefully to the start of this clip where he says, I'm looking, basically says, I'm looking you straight in the eye and I'm telling you the truth, how we're going to balance the budget. Can you play it again there? I am looking straight at Canadians and being honest the way I always have. We said we are committed to balanced budgets and we are. We will balance that budget in 2019. Okay, thank you, Dwayne. Yeah, that's uh, Trudeau in the uh, last election back in 2015. Do you think, Chris, that maybe people just don't care anymore about, about balanced budgets? Unfortunately, uh, in my own experience uh, working in Ottawa, um, usually parties will poll on this stuff. They'll get together focus groups and they will ask people of their target demographic, depending on what that is, you know, older women, women younger men, whatever it is, and ask them what their priorities are. And if they're getting the signals that spend away, I don't care, um, I'll, maybe I'll be passed on before the bill comes due, who knows what the reasoning is, maybe they're planning on moving to Florida, who knows? Um, if they're getting the signal that they don't care about rampant, horrific overspending, they'll just rack it up, and they must be getting that signal. We have no yeah. idea where else they could be getting this message from. No, nobody seems to be, I don't know, raising much of an alarm about these uh, these deficits or the fact that Trudeau just, like you said four years ago, I'm looking you straight in the eye and telling you the truth. I'm going to balance the budget in 2019. Not even close. Nobody seems to really care that much. Let me ask you about the uh, the Federal Conservative Party, because I'm not, I'm not sure, Chris, that they're that much better. I mean, have a listen to this clip. This is Andrew Scheer. Uh, from a couple of years ago, saying that he would balance the budget within two years. Have a listen. A lot of people think that a two-year target for a balanced budget is too aggressive, that it can't be done. I reject that. I think it's very important to have an ambitious timeline to return this country back to balanced budgets. Okay, so he said there he'd balance the budget in two years, but he's even reneged on that. He's saying like, "Oh, I I reject that you can't do it." Well, now he's saying he, he now he is saying you can't do it. He says he'd balance the budget within five years right. instead. I mean, does anybody believe any of this stuff about balancing the budget by either party? We hope that some of them can be believed. Uh, we frankly believed Trudeau when he promised to do it by 2019, and it's something we took his word on. Like you said, he looked people straight in the eye. It's one of the reasons why we have a mascot named Fibber. Um, he's this happy little mascot with a long nose, and if a politician just blatantly, blatantly breaks his promise or her promise, um, we unleash him, and he follows him or her around at major campaign events, and we've already done that with Trudeau. We've done that previously with provincial leaders. And when it comes to Mr. Scheer, uh, well, we hope he can get it done as soon as possible. A lot of folks and pundits are now saying, well... If Trudeau is going to leave behind this kind of a deficit, it'll take a reasonable amount of time to get it back to balance, but we'd keep the foot on the gas. We'd say, balance it as soon as humanly possible. You know, you have to make it a priority. Previous federal liberal governments have made slaying the deficit a priority, and Prime Minister Paul Martin did so when he was finance minister, and remember, that's back when Preston Manning was leader of the opposition, and they were raising issues like the deficit and the debt every single day in question period. We need to make this a cultural thing again, folks, because one day that bill will come due. For those of us who remember the early 1980s, um, those interest rates can suddenly go up on you, and then you're in deep, deep trouble. Okay, let me ask you about that, because some people might be saying, well, I don't really care what the deficit is or the debt is. It's just a number on a page or on a computer screen. Like, who cares? I mean, people are struggling to get by as it is. So, yeah, if you're going to cut my cell phone bill by 25%, great. If you're going to give me $2,000 cash in my claw so I can take my family camping, sure, I'll take the money. 
Sure. Why, why should people be worried about the debt or deficit? Because the bill will always come due, and it's only us that's going to pay it. There is no magical politician watering fountain that they will go to to get money. They will take it out of our hides, and we will have to pay it. Now, we're completely in support of tax reduction. We think that is the best way to help people make ends meet. We know but that some costs people money. That trapped. costs money, too, though. Well, it depends, right? Because if you reduce taxes and you improve people's wealth and you allow for more businesses to hire more people, that improves the economy. So that in the end, probably won't have that much of a cost. But handing out corporate welfare to things like oil companies or Loblaws or Bombardier and you name it, and creating a department of camping... I mean, really, that's just going to cost more money. And the way that they announced it is just ridiculous. They're using this shield of saying that it's, oh, it's to help low-income kids go camping. Who doesn't love to help low-income kids go camping? That's awesome. Charities do a great job of that. Who stinks at that? Government. Government would mess that up. They'd wind up spending more money and sending very few people out to camp. Okay, here's what I want to do, Chris. I'll jump in there, take a break, come back and talk more with my guest, Chris Sims. And let's open the phone line. So I'm really interested to hear what people think about these spending promises we're seeing on the campaign trail right now. The Liberal platform got released yesterday. The amount of spending in there is just incredible. $57 billion spending plan over four years. The deficit set to skyrocket here next year to $27.4 billion, which is one year of deficit. This is the year Trudeau said he would balance the budget. That uh, promise has been absolutely shredded. There doesn't seem to be any uh, urgency to balance the budget here by this party. And by the Conservative Party, I'm not convinced they would balance the budget either. I am looking straight at Canadians and being honest the way I always have. We said we are committed to balanced budgets, and we are. We will balance that budget in 2019. <laughs> oh, man. I love that clip. You know, it, it's just sort of so clear. Like, the way he laid it out there, Justin Trudeau, uh, four years ago in the, elect- in the federal election campaign. I'm looking you straight in the eye. And I'm being honest like I always am. We're going to balance the budget in 2019. He just, we well, almost did it. He only missed it by $27 billion. Looking you straight in the eye. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898 on your cell. Chris Sims is my guest. Let's go to Al in Surrey. Hi. Okay. Don't get upset, but I can cut $13 billion from the budget tomorrow. You don't give Quebec equalization payments of $13 billion for an economy that doesn't contribute too much to Canada. Two, they got the lowest university fees. They got subsidized daycare, which all the other provinces can't afford because the West gives them the money. Now add in this equalization to Atlantic Canada. I'm cutting that deficit like crazy, okay, and Al, thank, nobody thank wants to talk about it. Thank you for the call, Al. Uh, well, you just talked about it. Let's see, let's see what Chris Sims thinks about that. It's a major issue, and it's definitely yeah. something that needs to be looked at. We need to seriously take a look at our equalization formula. I know that there is a lot of movement there, especially in Alberta and parts of Saskatchewan, where they were saying, you know what, if you keep blockading our pipelines, uh, how about no more equalization? Because where do you think a lot of these tax dollars come from? Um, you know, we did numbers based on the parliamentary budget officer's own estimates. 
And for the last 10 years or so, we're losing out on about $13 billion just in federal tax revenue because we can't get our oil out to market because we don't have pipelines. So that's a huge, huge cost. So right now there are some movements uh, trying to tie equalization to things like pipelines. Let's go to Jim in Surrey. Hi. Hi, Mike. Um, You know, I'm a kind of a survivor of the 8082 crash there, Mm -hmm. and it was decimating. Believe it. I I know lots of people. I know lots of people that lost their houses. I work right now with guys at work that have $800,000 mortgages, and I tell them, man, are you crazy? Do you know what your government is doing right now? If, if we even got one-tenth of what happened in 8082, you'd be losing your house. You would. Okay, thanks for the call. Well, I remember interest rates were quite high. I mean, you made that point earlier, Chris Sims. Yes, I did. And it's something, if, if folks don't remember it, I had a strange, very early memory as a child, so I remember how it affected my neighbors and folks in the small resource town I lived in. Ask your parents. Ask them what the, in, in, the interest rate was like. There was a, an old line, I remember, that used to say, hey, after a couple of years, I owned the doorknob on your house. <laughs> That's how high interest rates were, and people lost their homes, they lost their vehicles. It was brutal. You don't want to have that go up on you. And if we index ourselves this deeply into debt with these meaningless deficits, we're in trouble. And we need to stress, keep in mind, they're running these deficits blatantly while Canadian economy is doing okay, and the American economy is on fire. Just imagine if this were in reverse. Just imagine if we were in a recession right now, like what happened in 2008. What would they be spending then? Yeah, right. Terry in New West, hi. Yeah, um, Trudeau's got some weird ideas. I don't know if he makes sense um, all the time. Um, Money spent on giving people to go camping is kind of weird. I don't know about that. Shouldn't that money, if we have it available, should be spent on more priorities that are important, such as education and health care for people as they age? Okay, thank you for the call. Well, Chris, you mentioned that the the camping program that's getting a lot of attention uh, for Trudeau, it's for underprivileged kids, right? I mean, that's a means-tested program. So it's not like if you're a rich person or a middle-class person, you're going to get 2000 bucks to go camping. It's if you're a poor poor person, poor family. Yes, but keep in mind, um, I don't like to use this term, but just think of how really nanny statist that really is. Imagine if you're a family that's very low income, you're struggling to make ends meet, you're living in Toronto or Hamilton, 2000 bucks. That could go a long way into your rent or fixing up the car so you can get into work on time. Imagine the government coming through saying, hey, here's two grand, but uh, 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 you need to go camping in a national park. Hi. Like, whoa. (laughs) Let's go to Michelle in Maple Ridge. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Hi. Uh, Your guest just totally nailed what I was going to say. As far as government spending, I support it if it's going for health care, education, like things like that. But all of the other stuff, just give me my money back and let me spend it the way I want. And um, like things like the child care, this, why not just give families more money so they can decide if they want to spend it putting their child in child care or they want to spend the money allowing yeah. one parent to stay home? Like they want to control how all the money is spent when just give us our money and we'll spend it the way we want. Okay. Okay. Thank you for the call. Well, I mean, you're kind of... That's kind of a frequent talking point by Andrew Shear as well. He wants to make life more affordable and leave more money in your pocket. But like I said, I'm, I'm not too convinced that he would balance the budget either. I mean, the conservatives have got a terrible record in running up deficits themselves. Let's squeeze in one more. David in South Surrey. Hi. 
drunken sailor syndrome, Michael. Two generations from now, when the interest goes up, it's just going to be staggering debt. I just can't believe what they've done. Yeah, no, the the run-up to this election, too, but thanks for the call, by the way, has been extraordinary, the amount of spending that we've seen in the run-up to this election, yes. and now we're seeing billions more. Chris, real quick. Very quickly, yeah. yeah. I would recommend anybody read up on David Aiken, who uh, tallied all the spending leading up to yeah. the election. And very quickly, if you want an example of how bad it can get, look at what's happening in Ontario right now. They ran out the clock on deficits, and now they're having to make some okay. reductions, and people are screaming blue murder. Imagine Th- that on a federal scale. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Chris Sims, Canadian Taxpayers Federation.